1: Thanks for hanging out. It's hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie, as I'm sure Coach is uh, marking days off on the calendar. 17 days till kickoff against Minnesota. Coach, how we doing? How was the weekend?
2: Uh, oh, good. Well, when we had... Uh... We've been having on and off rain, so it's kind of broke into stuff and I think a lot of people left the lake early and went back home and left this place just for me.
1: Well <laughs> you sound a little a little twinge in the voice there. You see a little smile in your in your in your voice, but just for you. Well we
2: got a few few fishermen that come in, you know, and fish, but uh that's been it's been pretty quiet.
1: Well, Lake Charlie is what we'll call it. Uh, Camp Charlie, Camp McBride. There we go. (laughs) Well, a lot of news, coach, over the weekend. And and I want to start with that uh, first major scrimmage of the fall camp. And uh, it was a day for the defense. The defense uh, flew around, did some things. The offense had some problems. Coach, uh, or I should say Jeff Sims, not coach, but Jeff Sims said that offense came out a little bit sluggish and it's not very odd to hear that you know defense is ahead of the offense but what what do you react to with that with the defense coming out and having a good day last Saturday
2: Well, uh, go ahead and play on uh, this Wednesday and the offense will kill them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, the it, that's the way it always went. I mean, it went that way. Uh, it's always a little defense is always a little bit ahead but um uh, you know when and especially when you're putting in a whole new system, I mean you know it, you know when we were there, we had a scrimmage, well, we scrimmaged on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so you know it was kind of a it was kind of a thing where you know we had two practices a day, and you know you talk about kids getting tired, you know <laughs> that yeah, it wasn't, but we don't we didn't have as long a practice as uh, I think ours were about an hour and forty five minutes plus, you know, some stretching and some things after running. You know that running included, and so you got about two hours and five minutes, I think, of practice.
1: Charlie McBride's joining us. at Hale Varsity Radio on Monday with Charlie, Coach. The other news to come out of the weekend was. Xavier Betts leaving the team, a really talented wide receiver from, from Bell West. What do you uh, make of that? Uh, Not ever a good time to lose a a big time talent, but Nebraska is going to move forward.
2: Well, that's, that is hard because, you know, when you count the reps he took and they're not there anymore and uh, somebody else could have done it, but uh, that's, that's not an unusual thing with a lot of the a lot of kids uh, I, I, I did it on a small scale with my children and two of them you know when they we were sophomores decided one said I'm too small yeah mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play basketball and the other played baseball and one stayed with football so I you know it, it it's just that way I'm not uh, I don't think that's I don't think he's going to come and say I'm not big enough or I'm not fast enough. It's just that he has he has more some interest that you know that that he want, he has that he's had probably for a long time. And because uh, you never know what you know what's going on in their families and mm-hmm. you know there's always other things that you just don't know about. And um, so. I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him that, that, you know, just coming out and telling the truth and not playing and trying to cover himself up. And then when that happens, you just don't play your your best. Mm-hmm.
1: Coach, uh, Coach Rule said that, you know, his heart wasn't in it, and that's what Xavier had told Coach Rule. And you look at, uh, on one hand, the talent, and in a small window <laughs> – the impact he had because he's made a lot of plays in a short time in Lincoln, uh, but mm-hmm. but you, I mean you can speak as well as anybody just the the, the amount of dedication and, and work it is to be playing football at this level
2: Yeah, I, you know he's a, you know I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I think if he worked at it, this is when he came back. Yeah. If he worked at it, he's he's in the NFL. He's that kind of a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that got that kind of ability. And you know that that's something that you know uh, people I'm sure have told him. Mm-hmm. And it it just doesn't interest him, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know, at least he's being honest with himself. And um, that's that's the most important thing. Is you know you. You know, if you if you lead them on any farther, and you go through part of the season and do it in the middle of the year, you really leave some hard feelings with your teammates and stuff like that. I, I think a lot of them respect him for doing it before or when he did it. Mm-hmm. You know that he did it soon enough to mm-hmm. you know make things. You know that it it. It gave it. It hurt. It hurt their 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 room, you know, as far as receivers go. But that just gave some other guys more reps. Mm-hmm. It's
0: Charlie McBride with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. We'll get into that in just a second. First, a quick update from the American Legion World Series, the semifinals. Lincoln East has broken up a no-hit bid, and they now lead Cheyenne, Wyoming, in the bottom of the sixth inning, headed to the top of the seventh. So nice. Lincoln East with a chance to make it to the final. I'm sure we'll get an update on that later in the show. But, Charlie, you talk about that update, or excuse me, that uh, that that opportunity for the young wide receivers and uh, Marcus Satterfield met with the media a little earlier today and discussed that, saying, yeah, there's a learning curve for freshman wide receivers, but it's up to us to make sure we're putting these guys in positions where they can see. Can you, can you hit on that for just a second? What it takes to, to figure out what your freshmen do well and how you can utilize them in your game plan to, to show off their strengths and, and not expose their weaknesses.
2: Well, a lot of times, you know, kids are, if you're if they're really into the, the game and they're really into it, uh, they'll work on anything that you put in front of them, and a lot of kids don't like to block their wideouts. I mean, you know, I I still say Ron Brown's the best blocking coach we had. <laughs> you know, those guys. You know what? If you look at a game, wideouts there are there are guys that made huge difference in the running game, huge. And uh, so I think each kid has a has something in his own mind that, uh, you know, he wants to do better than something else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that that can hurt. Um, and you try to try not to have that happen. You try to, you know, have them be blockers and teammates and, you know, and all the things you ask a player to do, catching the ball and, you know, and, and doing things in the off season, all, all kinds of stuff that, you know, you don't know what's going on. I know Dan, just take Danny Noonan, for example, when he was playing for us. When the draft was going on, there's the first rounder. You know where he was? Hmm. He was in the weight room.
1: <laughs> I, I can imagine with Danny, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah well, they caught, that's how they got a hold of him, I think, eventually. But <laughs> he did not pay any attention to that, and yet he was the first round draft choice.
1: He was a good one, Coach. Uh, a lot's happened over the years with new staffs and new defensive coordinators. And last Friday, defensive coordinator Tony White was asked about the black shirts, and he's reached out to to some former players, but he also reached out to you. And this isn't the first phone call you've had to take over the years with a coordinator asking about the black shirts. Uh, what what's your 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 take on it when when someone new gives you a phone call uh, about uh, the the mystique and and the heritage and and really that that brand that is a black shirt.
2: Well, in reality, I was probably a little bit uh, the, the same way. I wanted to do it the same way that Bob did it, ivani mean, mm-hmm. and his staff and everything, and not get carried away with it. Uh, um, but the thing I think is important is it's not a punishment thing it's not a it's a thing where you have so many people that are starters period mm-hmm. and not half of them are black shirts and not a third of them they're all black shirts and the reason being is why in the world would you want to do that I, I just say you cause hard feelings mm-hmm I mean, was, you know, and and in the other cases you don't, and so if you have a guy that rotates quite a bit with uh, the first team guys, uh, you know, is in the game a lot, and so on and so forth, you might give him a black shirt. You might have twelve guys or fourteen guys with it with black shirts, and and then I it, when we got to the bowl game, I gave each each senior. It was on defense every senior that was on defense a black shirt. And because they are black shirts. I mean <laughs> you know, and that's the whole thing. Our whole defense is black shirts. It's just that the guys that start wear black shirts and that's a it's it signifies that they're her first team player or a top player. And and it's not a punishment thing. It's a, you know, it's a thing they wanna keep it, so they they have to step it up if they want to keep it. Coach, what, what was that
1: criteria for you for a guy to get a black shirt?
2: Well, I think that just plain being a starter was important, you know, to us was, you know, that, that they got the respect of, of the team that they've worked hard and done that that type of thing. I, I don't... I didn't want to get too involved in it. Pretty soon, all of a sudden, we got people coming in and want to do a, a, another skull and crossbones and do, but we got hats and T-shirts and things like that. We had, you know, things that promoted the black shirts, And which is now. In the past, it was just the black shirt, and that was it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and— and the was all about the offense, but I think that stepped <laughs> up the defense part of it. You know, and but as far as I was concerned, I didn't. I wanted them to feel comfortable. Um, we didn't make a big deal out of uh, it, but I've said it before. I gave black shirts to the kickers one time when we went. To, well, about the last four or five years I was there, the kickers. They just seemed to be in the middle of nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I gave them all black shirts because they were all involved in it. And we had kids that get a black shirt started cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got tears in their eyes, and, I mean, that's how much it meant to them. So when, that, when you see that happening, and when you go to a game and you, you go over to the sideline and you talk to some of the little kids and that, and they, they say, someday I want to be a black shirt, well, those are the things that are important, you know, that uh, they're doing the right thing for the state and for, you know, the young people in the state. Black shirts still mean a lot.
0: Charlie, do you have a, a memory of your favorite black shirt that you got to give out? Is there anyone whose reaction stands out in your memory as being special?
2: Oh, no, I don't know. I, I think most of the time it's, it, it's usually the guy that doesn't... I remember Toby Wright he got one and he he I he he actually was shocked I mean I I don't know why he was shocked he was starting but you know he was he, he's one that I do, I do remember and and you know the the other guys who who grew up around the Nebraska program were he he was from out west and he he really didn't understand exactly what what it was I I think at the time still uh, the other guys all did you know that were from around here and everything else they uh, they knew what a black shirt was and he knew how it, important it was but he didn't know exactly the, the real details of why you know he, he got a black shirt and when he got one he was like I'm, I I'm getting one you know it was like he's He already knew he was first team and he'd be getting one, but he acted like he didn't know that. So, I, you know, it's he was really surprised. And he's one guy that I remember. The other thing were were the kids that were uh, probably that were uh, alternates that were you know that alternated and played quite a bit. Um, You know, some of them that you know got black shirt If I had to think, I could probably write down ten guys, that – you know, right now I can't think of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were so many kids that, you know, that went through the program and did that and uh, and deserved to be it. And there's guys that deserve to be black shirts that didn't ever get one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, we're uh, about 17 days away from kickoff against Minnesota. We'll talk to you next Monday, and, and maybe we'll have some, some black shirts to talk about. Maybe we'll get that during the, the week of Minnesota, but uh, kick off getting closer, and it's always fun to spend a few minutes with you. Thanks so much for the time today.
2: Okay, guys. Well, have a good week. You do the same, Hang Coach. in there. Don't, don't chase anybody off, okay? <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll try and behave. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. See you, Coach. Okay, bye-bye. There he is, Mr.
1: Blackshirt Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie, part of the Blackshirt Hour. We'll spend time with Big Red Wrap Ups, Jay Moore. And, take uh, some more of your emails, more of your comments into the stream. And yeah, the criteria is got to be a starter,
0: do the right things, and go make some plays. Smitty, your update from the Little League World Series, the American Legion World Series. Lincoln East advances to the final, a 2 1 win, only one base hit. That was all it took, they get a 2 to 1 win, they close it out, and uh, they take down Cheyenne, Wyoming to advance to the American Legion World Series final. East is on fire. Good for them.